Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Geek Shock. What do tigers dream of when they take a little tiger snooze? Do they dream of mauling zebras or Halle Berry in a cat Dude, Take a good whiff. I said, "Yep." Nothing underneath the starfight dress except <laughs> those are those are nerd nerd wieners. <laughs> nerd wieners. <laughs> Shriveled up. Shriveled Stumps. up, unused, unwashed. Oh, nope, they're vestigial. <laughs> <laughs> the nerd cock is always vestigial. Welcome, folks. Uh, it is Geek it. Shock number ninety-nine. I am Master Torgo. Doctor Lark. 80s Jeff, because the, the famous, famous Paul. Paul. Oh, we all almost lost you. <laughs> I just had some Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Not to be confused with Coca-Cola. Just Michael. Oh, the full roll call, guys. How you doing? Can we? Can we get? I'm sorry. Just to sorry, stop bro. things. Can we get some Just for Men mustache for Just Michael over here? Yes, yes. <laughs> my blonde mustache does not match my. It is my blonde beyond blonde, sir. Yes. I wonder if he's got, like, red somewhere else, too. What the hell? <laughs> Let's go talk. Yeah, no. <laughs> he's going to show you something vestigial. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. What oh, geeky man. thing to do this week that you want to admit to? California Ren Fair. I went to the Ren Fair in California in Santa Fe Recreational Area. It was a, the last day of the Renaissance Pleasure Fair or whatever, and it was, was actually pretty cool. Is that a big one? Yeah, it's kind of a big one. I saw uh, Tom Dyshley there. Hey, wow. Tom. And he dressed up. Tom will travel. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Deb dressed up, and I, she made me a Renfair shirt. Oh, really? Yeah. First thing like, she ever like made. Like one of those little frilly she ones? Made you yeah, one. she made me a shirt. <laughs> like got out the needle and thread and made you one. Huh? No, like sheared a fucking sheet. <laughs> and, but, yeah, she made me a Sure. <laughs> I was referring to actually. Your mouth like quiver because you're so angry already. You're already I bought into you in like one minute. I was, I was referring to actually crafted with her own hands or assembled it from other stores. No, no, that no. Sell like with a sewing yeah, she bought three shirts, was, yeah. ripped them up, and put them back together Frankenstein style. Frankenstein. Like, wear this. And you're like, that's what Barry puts right, on his puffy on shirt. <laughs> Barry puts on this goofy puffy shirt with all these jagged up stitching on it. Hey, it's period. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's period, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like something you'd wear on your period because you don't want uh, your nice stuff to get ruined. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you this about the fair. It was good. It was fun. I had fun cheering in the jousting thing, but it was expensive. Did you have chicken legs? I had a turkey leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, a, and a meat pie. Jokes, go ahead. What do you got? Meat pie. That no, was too pie. easy. Yeah, too right. easy. Can't meat do the meat pie. No, it was a good Low good hanging time. fruit. It was a good time. <laughs> nice. That's uh, what Barry is. Low hanging fruit. Yeah, I had a pretty geeky weekend. More? I saw Professor Stephen Biggs. Nice. At the Gourmet Detective in Newport Beach. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. you got to go see his show. Yeah, wow. I did, and it was very cool. Nice. That's awesome. Great time. Steve's like the star of the thing, and I don't think he's with it anymore. I think I caught it on the last night he like was he's there. Like he's not oh, got okay. his bar- brain right. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't. Know. Oh, and he's not with the show anymore. <laughs> no, no, not like oh. he's losing it or anything. Oh, I was worried Steve no, wasn't with it anymore. 
He's made some pretty intelligent, witty comments about things that you say on the on our website. You need Listen, to read yes, he said it straight the, on uh, Superman. Cleared up the candor. He did. Thing. He said he set the candor stuff right. He set me straight on. I misspoke and said Italian conquistadors. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I'm Spanish conquistadors. It's because I was. Well, I'm stupid. always tired now, but it's because I was stupid. But yes, I just love the way he calls you out on it. He's right, he's right he's, to do it. He's freaking. <laughs> we need to get him up here for another cast. Oh, he, yeah. he wants to. Oh yeah, we yeah. definitely back. God, California, might... you can do lots of geeky stuff. I also got up to the Edison, greatest bar ever. Oh, that's the uh, that steampunk steampunk yeah. bar down on Second uh, Street in uh, downtown LA. You know, I have Sweet. access to one of those portable recorders. Maybe we'll record a show when we're down for con. Love it. That'd be, you know, fairly easy to do, and and we would definitely be able to have Mr. Biggs on, assuming he can get his ticket. Mr. Big, <laughs> Mr. Biggs, we need the Professor I'm Biggs. the Professor one Biggs. who wants no, to. No, 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 stop! No, I will stop <laughs> with your own microphone. Deep inside, no. I hope you I will seriously feel it too. I can beat you <laughs> with your own microphone. <laughs> Okay, Jeff, you're always in physical. Waited on the line of vestigial cock. the Paul Wrangler. Paul Wrangler. <laughs> Get a leash. What'd you guys do? Get one of those choke collars. I yeah. went to Las Vegas' first distillery this yeah. week. Yeah. I went mean, today, as a matter of fact. Uh, it it's officially opens in about two and a half weeks, three weeks, when it's all the paperwork is legal. But, yeah, we're getting our first uh, distillery. What kind of distillery? The guy distills everything. It's called Las Vegas Distillery. Can't get much more plain than that. Okay. He's just doing uh, small batches and stuff, right? Yeah, just a little boutique thing. Uh, he's already done uh, vodka. He's uh, doing an American whiskey. He's also doing a bourbon, a gin, and a rum. We don't have any wheat. And actually, almost everything he uses is grown here in Nevada. It's all done up north. Oh, okay. Is it all yeah. cactus drink? You know, he's actually considering doing a cactus-based spirit. There you go. And yeah, there, there are a lot of farms in and around the Las Vegas area that, that produce. In fact, that was a big article um, in the paper not long ago about um, a lot of the restaurants here in town, the higher-end ones, are purchasing locally trucked in daily produce nice. and so forth so that they can have the freshest ingredients in all Man, of the food. Man, I can't grow so. weeds in my backyard. No, well, it, it takes a lot because of the type of soil that we have out here in Vegas. Yeah. But, uh, um, the water makes a big difference mm-hmm. in the taste yeah, of things. It does. Our water tastes like gasoline. He uses different. He talked about the different waters that he uses for various things. But he's all for experimentation. He love he, he. That's what they're doing. They're trying to figure out new ways of doing things. He's going to start working with an aged gin, doing it old London style. You know when they were transporting barrels back in the day. Right. So he's so check it out. Uh, he's uh, very friendly. He wants to get involved with the community. So if you're into the old spirits thing, uh, Las Vegas Distillery. His name's George. Uh, look him up. He's got a Facebook page, and uh, you even can go in and. Uh, help them bottle if you want. Ooh, it, yeah. free labor. Yeah, it's free labor, but uh, but you get attached to it. it's this whole big thing he has going on. Yeah, he's a like fun, fun, passionate guy. Very cool. Sounds cool. I have been playing the hell out of L.A. Noir. Yeah, you still liking week. it? I'm still liking it. A lot of fun. Has it uh, burned up our Xbox yet? Has not burnt up our Xbox. Oh, okay, good. Why would it burn up our Xbox? Oh, we'll get to that later. That's in the oh, news later. Is that a, oh, is that a thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, as much as I've been playing it, it's so funny. Uh, you know, it takes about an hour to go through each little mini story that they do. That's decent. And 
I I just realized the other day when I when I punched in to see what my progress is. It says I'm only like 26 point something percent through the game. And how about how many hours you played? Uh, it probably eat at least that much. Oh, so, hour per percent. Yeah, well, approximately. That's... Depends on how many side missions you take, because like you can choose like they'll have a you know I'm not spoiling anything. Uh, okay. A call will come across on the radio, and you can either choose to respond to it, or you can choose to you know ignore it and go directly to the mission that you're currently on, like the normal police. But uh, yeah, exactly. And the main reason I haven't been responding to some of these calls, I, I had been before because it, it's kind of fun. It's a quick little mission. It gives you more experience points, which bumps up your detective skills and so forth. But okay. uh, uh, the, la- the missions that I've been on have been so far away from the where the where the call is going out. It's like, you know, there's a murder on the corner, you know. Shots fired they're... corner of 6th and Central, and you look at the map, and 6th and Central is way down towards the bottom, and you're, like, way up in, like, the northwest. Are you accusing them of padding the game, sir? Um, I'm, I'm simply accusing them of not um, calling out radio calls in the area where I am. So it's just, like, I don't want to drive all the freaking way down there, respond to this thing, and then drive all the way back up to where I, I'm Well, you're a detective, currently. right? Yeah. Why would you respond to that? Because it says any car that can respond. <laughs> And it gives you the option. Yeah. Barry Rob, long And as I said, you get it. <laughs> well, that's what oh, I was going to say. Fuck it. Did you, did you miss the part where I said that it gives you experience points, which improve your, dis- your detective skills? I'm not worried about experience points. I'm worried about realism in the game. Not <laughs> my job. Realism. <laughs> not my job. We did mention this was made by Rockstar, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. I love take it. two interactive now. Yeah. All right. But that I will lady say, wants to get raped down the corner. I'll take care of it. But otherwise, not my job. <laughs> The last thing I will say about it, though, is the, the face. Jersey cops? Yep. That's Paul Cops. What am I, the only detective on a force? Paul Mattingly with a badge. It's Not my job. <laughs> anyway, the last thing I will say about the game is that the facial capture that they're using on this game is unparalleled. Um, I showed it to Torgo a little bit the other day. Pretty damn impressive. It's, it's really impressive. So, anyway, uh, rent it, buy it. I'm, you know, it's worth playing. Nook it, dot it. Is there any truth to the rumor that the actors' actual souls were captured and placed into this game? That's why the Mayans won't play it. That's right. I knew it. (laughs) I got caught up on Game of Thrones. Good. uh, It's really good. Yeah, it is. It's very good. I mean, I I actually, my uh, blog entry is about how I'm fairly exhausted on merry old england paradigm fantasy oh yeah <clears throat> it's but that's not what game of thrones is yeah it is See, by, by the time you by the time you hear that's this that's part of the problem right there you're part of the problem Ooh, that's part of the finger pointing no, right there. there lots of people sit that's all generally medieval england when people think of it they're thinking of from 1000 to 1500 so you got 500 years of history the northwest corner of the second smallest continent on the motherfucking planet, and that's where 95% of all fantasy is set. (laughs) And it's like, you know, you've got China, you've got the Mongols, you've got Islam, you've got Eastern Europe, you've got cultures all over the fucking place, thousands of years of culture, and it's always 
that little itty bitty bit of history. Aboriginal that's, Australia drives me that's, fucking crazy. That's but it's not it's, what it is. It's yes, not, it is. No, yes, it's it, set in a whole are, other world, dude. But the culture is just medieval England. It's similar. It is mid. Yes, exactly. It's it looks similar. nothing like no, the Islamic caliphates. It, it looks nothing like Eastern Europe. It looks nothing like Tang China. It looks nothing like the, the Mongol Empire. To I be fair, argue, to be fair, okay, it could be medieval France. I would argue <laughs> that about, the way it looks <laughs> is a product of the weather conditions. Oh, Jesus Christ. Listen what? to you. Yes, because you. there are no fucking Eskimos. There are no fucking Siberians pre-European. There are no... F- there could dude, be Eskimos dude, in Game you're, of Thrones. You're, 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 you're going right at the exact problem I have with this. Everyone okay. is so f- locked on that cultural... Uh, set dressing yes. that they can't get out of it and they start saying well they're little tiny differences you know well it's cause we're a Eurocentric culture still yeah and it's like Jesus it's people were boring. from it, and it's not the only part of Europe much what less the world what about the what oh that's one of the cooler parts I'd well, love to watch a fucking about? About? I'd love to see a whole fucking series of Dothraki well then they come along and they do their thing and they yeah, do like like their thing but you can't right, have Shaniqua. just Dothraki because you gotta have something to compare it to and you gotta you compare have... it to another culture no yes no, no. yes no. no yes no you take people too far out I, now I granted you you and I may be exceptions to the rules. I can read some fucking books and watch some movies where the reality is completely different from what I'm used to. But for Joe Reader, he needs to get brought back to what he, stuff he can understand and comprehend before he can even begin to accept dire wolves and giant monkey shits and the black hand <laughs> and, you know, shits. all this kind of stuff. As otherwise, they go, ooh, this is all just pretend old crap. Bleh. <laughs> As opposed to what? And you're right what you know. George R. R. Martin apparently knows because he's, you know, American, knows more about Eurocentric culture well, yeah. than he does, obviously, about anything else. And he's else. basing like, all, like all off of us. the War of the Roses. Yeah. So but still, you start somewhere and you move out. Well, you, but there's no moving out. That's my whole point. That this has been this has been fantasy uh, for over a hundred years. Well, now. what about uh, Conan? Conan. It goes all over the place. He goes all over the place. Are you are you writing Africonan? <laughs> no, that's George. I think Saunders. he's right in the nook of the Is he thrones. Right, Africanan? Yes, Imaro. It's actually an African continent. Imaro, Imaro. So you just Africanan. want a sci-fi fantasy that goes completely out of Eurocentric I culture. I do. I do. What would you prefer? It doesn't matter. Oh. It doesn't matter. Anything. Anything. Throw it the fuck out there. Create. Here's something wild. Create something new. What uh, about the? Don't you think this this is the same thing in other cultures though? Don't you think in, in China there's a bunch of people who are like, oh, he writes all the same thing all the time. Always about the monkey king. It's always about the monkey. And you know that's actually a, a, an argument. It is always about the monkey king. It's always yeah. about the romance of the three kingdoms. It's yeah. always right. about the uh, sure. Yeah. So yeah. sure. Sure. So don't you? I mean, don't you see? People are always okay. Ta- great, I'm thrilled for the people of China. But there's my fucking no, piece no. Of the they oh, okay, I see what it is. No, no, they have no, the exact same concern. I got it. It's these people. They, they use the cultural zeitgeist as a jumping off point, but it's the same story and over and over again. Off there's point, only seven like fucking a stories skip anyway. And a jump. There's only they seven fucking, fucking stories. No, only seven stories. Stories, not one single setting. 
I know what Kirsten's trying to say. I think I agree with him in a certain way. See, Kirsten's more of an advanced reader, more more than most of us here. He's read so much shit, it's ridiculous. Um, So he's ready to read something more advanced, something that takes him out of the realm of the standard fantasy, and that's understandable. I mean, I I even admit, D&D is a perfect example of Eurocentric culture. All this shit's Eurocentric, Waterdeep, uh, even some of the Greyhawk stuff, everything Eurocentric. But that's where you start, where your mind can wrap, you can wrap your mind around smaller concepts that are out there, and then move on from there. I've read books that are just completely out, uh, just sure. not even anywhere near mm-hmm. uh, reality. They don't even have like a little bit of it to, <clears throat> to hold on to, to ground yourself in, and then it's okay, I get the concept of this, this, this piece of magic, or this piece of technology. You gotta have a base, like Paul well, says. I understand it, and they—they they, the thing that gets me is there was sort of a step backwards because in the '70s there were some fantasies uh, written like by Tanith Lee and uh, one um, of my favorite books as a kid was Elric. The Integral Trees. Yeah. And did you ever read The Integral Trees? No. It's amazing. It's all about these civilization up in the sky living in trees. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then Terry Brooks came along, hit it fucking huge with Shannara, and that became, it went back to the Tolkien baseline, and it was all about medieval Europe, a specific point. And all I'm saying is, uh, see, the part of the thing in my blog entry is uh, the series is fucking good. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really good. Peter Dinklage is fucking amazing holy yeah. shit is he good and um and there, i'm already starting to read emmy rumors so i don't know if it's going to go anywhere but people are talking highly of the series fantasy needs that i mean 10 years after motherfucking lord of the rings right mm-hmm. and there are still people who are writing uh um review articles why is hbo going into fantasy they were so great with sopranos and de- why are they going to fantasy so it's like we desperately need Mm-hmm. Some, some, some uh, more good stuff out there to continue legitimizing yeah. it. So I'm totally for it there. I'm just also totally ready for something. Just remember, with, every, with everything that's totally out there, for all the good stuff like Elric, you're going to get yeah. like a Mastika set. Yeah. Well, and, and and well, yeah, I, I know, I know. But yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, and a, in the, a new cultural yeah. paradigm. Well, in the, in the public side, we're still, we're still walking before we can run. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a little frustration there, but... Understood. And there is stuff out there. That's the thing. People do <laughs> write this stuff, but this it's not... This is angst. Like, I, mean, I, feel like, I feel like there is a different cultural shift in the, the way these books are, in the, in the way that the hierarchy is set. I mean, yes, it mirrors a lot of the, uh, the stuff that happened in medieval England, but there are a lot of conditions and, you know... Uh, things that come up, the way names go, the way uh, heritage Oh, don't get me played. started on names, dude. <laughs> Another fucking world, and you got people with names like Robert and John. Makes me want to slap. <laughs> okay. Well, you'll be excited to know I've been working on a new project. Oh, jeez. Another in new a completely project? new place. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. So what it is, is it's set in a swamp. Okay. This, okay. No, it's set in a swamp, it. but this swamp is on the moon. All right, but not only that, our moon, our moon. Okay, how could there not be a only, swamp on our moon? See, there's that's the kind of question that's going to get people buying this book. No, really, <laughs> how can there be a swamp on the moon? Well, wouldn't you like well, no, to? Yeah, it's a page turner to find them. out those answers. You still tell us. You still tell so, them. Yeah. but what has happened is. <laughs> <laughs> Hold this hand. Oh, we need a Jeff cab. Holy shit. 
caps, <laughs> still caps of Jeff while recording. <laughs> this moon swamp, this moon swamp was actually established by a race of self-aware, highly evolved tiger men. Okay. What? Tiger men. Yeah, I'm yeah. done. Yes, this is the cultural paradigm you're looking for here. The, this is the, the cultural paradigm well, I'm looking the diff- for. Dude, what about Kirby? Opinion. What about Kirby? Kirby, Kirby did the old, old biblical Kirby the, stuff. Kirby, the Nintendo and did, Kirby? And did, oh, oh, Jack Kirby. Jack, Jack, Jack Kirby. Nintendo Kirby. <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, Why am I having this discussion? <laughs> I wandered it's into like a, wandered into a right brick class. wall with this one. <laughs> it, it, Kirsten, you're trying to have an intelligent discussion with Paul. Here's a sneak peek at the first chapter. I turned everything into a comedy bit. I don't want a sneak peek at your moon swamp. It sounds like a medical condition. You know what? I'm I'm, going to have to stop you there. (laughs) A sneak peek at the first chapter. No. No, it goes quick. I know. There you were. Lying in bed. You got 30 seconds. (laughs) There you go. In the moon swamp. (laughs) I like a all good story. 20 seconds. Mo- completely motionless because that's what we all know. The slightest movement which sends the tiger in off in a fit of passion. I know, it writes yeah. itself. <laughs> and that can only bring us in the news you don't give a shit about. <laughs> For everyone else that plays the drinking game, it's time to take a shot. All made a non The lustful Tiger Man of the Moon Swamp, I'm calling it. No, actually, that's a good book. We're going to start with I love that title, that's for sure. Can we please move on to stuff I don't give a shit about? Oh, uh, yeah. We're uh, we're going to start with a quote. Here's the, here's the quote. We envision it as Lord of the Rings, but set in a world of candy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We don't see it as a movie based on a board game, it's although board game. Oh, yeah. although it has characters from that world, and takes <laughs> the idea of people finding themselves in a world that happens to be made entirely of candy, where there are huge battles going on. We are going for real comedy, real action, and real emotions at stake. This is by Jonathan Abel, one of the creators behind the big screen adaptation of Hasbro's Candyland. So. Are they going to get the one lifesaver to the Big Rock Candy Mountain? What? It's 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 the line that says that it has characters from that world. What characters are from the that gingerbread world? Gingerbread men. Were there any characters in? Yeah, there were gingerbread men, and there were happy fat children on the box. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? They were on the box. Personally, they in the game. Personally, I hope they both get eaten. <laughs> Sitting yeah. on the box. Unfortunately, Katy Perry already made this movie <laughs> yes, better she did. than anybody else can. <laughs> really, yeah. She and Snoop Dogg did it. With Snoop Dogg. Yeah. 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 And the it. gummy bear army. Yeah. yeah. Forget it. And she eats the gummy bear's wiener off. It's yeah. like, that's it. Shoots, shoots out her tits. And, yeah. yeah. It, that's, I'm, I'll go see that movie. <laughs> yeah. But I've I seen that movie. I know. Yeah. Have you seen that shit? I've seen it in my brain oh, movies. I, no, have you seen it, though? <laughs> she shoots Cool Whip out her titties. Oh. <laughs> It's I thought rude. it was a Belladonna. <laughs> <laughs> she can do anything. Uh. All right. After saving Spider-Man, turn off the dark Yay! from certain destruction, uh, Robert Aguirre Scaza has uh, been tapped to write a new adaptation of the Stephen King classic, Carrie. Uh, the first Carrie movie is a horror standard about nasty teenagers who are bent on humili- humiliating a seamlessly harmless outsider. Uh, Roberto became acquainted with Stephen King after turning The Stand into a graphic novel. 
Now, Stephen King tossed out his thoughts on the reboot news. Quote, I've heard rumblings about a Carrie remake, as I have have about The Stand and It. Who knows if it'll happen? The real question is why? When the original was so good. I mean, it's not Casablanca or anything, but it's a really good horror suspense film, much better than the book. Piper Laurie really got her teeth into the bad mom thing, although Lindsay Lohan as Carrie White, hmm, uh. that would be certainly fun to cast. I guess... I guess I could get behind it if they turn the project over to one of the Davids, Lynch or Cronenberg, unquote. <laughs> the Davids. Wow. wow. And uh, the rumor has it that uh, Megan Fox is interested in the what? role. Oh. She wow. is. She's got the dirty pillows for it. <laughs> no, she doesn't. I remember no, the original Carrie when it came out on cable, man. That opening scene, all that full bush nudity, that was a, little, that was a lot for my 12-year-old self. Yeah. <laughs> Is this not like the third time? No, this is like the fourth time they've remade that movie. No, they've never remade Carrie. They've only done poor sequels. Okay, because yeah. I, I remember there was like a made-for-TV version right. that was was yeah, god awful. But I that was get a past sequel. The first half hour, and they made sequel. Carrie two. What she pop out the Carrie? Of the ground? Did she like? That was an actual theatrical release, Carrie 2. I saw it in the theater. It was wow. horrendous. And didn't they do a Carrie musical or something? Wasn't there a... They mm-hmm. did. It lasted all of one show before it closed down. Wow. Some of the biggest flop in Broadway history. Wow. Well, when in you fact, think Piper of... Laurie, I think, was in that. Holy shit. I mean, when you think about it, Carrie, you lock people in an auditorium and kill them. <laughs> that would be a one-night show. That's right. <laughs> if they did it right. Stay <laughs> <laughs> true to the property. That's right. <laughs> But no, brave theater right everybody there. Everybody needs to be alive. <laughs> Killing everybody in the audience. Yep. There you go. That's experimental. And finally, news you don't give a shit about. Arnold Schwarzenegger's inability to keep his penis out of things he wasn't Holy married to shit. has caused the Governor comic cartoon whatever multimedia project to be canceled. Yay! Oh, no! I'm so glad to really? I was so looking forward I'm, to reading that I'm piece sad, of shit. I'm sad to think of the artist that got put out of a job. Right. But I'm glad to know that, that schlock is not going to be. I think this happened to, just to keep that project. Yeah, off he, the air. he said, "Okay, I'm just going to reveal this. That way, I never have to do this. Mm-hmm. This is going to be well, terrible." Well, cadre of nerds got together, discovered who it was, thing. and threatened to release the name unless yeah. only mackerel. Yeah, they did do a remake of Carrie in 2002. <laughs> That's cool. That just joining us, 80s Jeff. <laughs> Thank you, Egon. I thought I was right, and I'm like looking up here. And yeah, they did a remake in 2002. Yeah. Yeah. Egon, Egon, and he came back. Torgo zero, Jeff one. Welcome to my world. Yeah. I thought my freaking brain. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, no, it's a sequel. I'm like, okay, I, bro- I, must I broke be wrong. your brain. I'm, there you go. That's wow. all it takes. Is you it, just say, Jeff, you're wrong. Whoa, yeah. Fucking a. That Quick take, to the internet. That takes <laughs> care of it for five to seven minutes. <laughs> five to seven minutes of alone time. It's all Damn, I need. my obsessive compulsive nature. <laughs> All right, so uh, Weekend Geek, let's do the real stuff. Yay! Yay. Was much <laughs> well, first of all, uh, as this hits the internets, it is officially Towel Day. Towel Day? Towel Day. This towel is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. So uh, either have your towel on you or know where it is at all times. Panic! And here we go. Trading cards are packing video clips into cardboard frames. At least, that's the plan from sports card manufacturer Panini America, in which plans to offer the cards featuring NBA, NFL, and NHL players. Each card will be made from the traditional cardboard with a small color LCD display, speakers, two gigabytes of memory, and onboard battery power. How 
much are these cards going to cost? The cards will come preloaded with 20 minutes of career highlights for a particular player, starting with the NBA stars Kobe Bryant, uh, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, John Wall. Kobe Bryant? <laughs> because of all the embedded electronics, the cards will be many times thicker than the average trading card. Also, each card has the additional a storage space for users and comes with rechargers. Packs are expected to retail in retail packs of five for twenty dollars. That's awesome. Really? Five for twenty? That's kind of really? cheap. That's yeah, awesome. That's yeah. cheap. But those that, will always get confiscated at the airport. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, inexpensive Chinese labor. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Those poor Foxconn people. Yeah. <laughs> killing themselves. No, I did, you didn't hear about the the explosion at the plant they had just this last no. week, and it killed like four people. Oh, jeez. Injured several others. Oh, no, didn't hear it. And of course, Apple had to make a release saying we are we are saddened by this tragedy, and we're sorry it's going to delay your iPad twos and, and upcoming. <laughs> iPhones. Oh man, we're, we're sorry. You have it. to wait for your tepid technology. We're sorry for the delay. <laughs> uh, let's continue that sad news. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage oh, died. Man. Oh no! <laughs> did Snap he finally, into a coffin? Did he? Uh, <laughs> did he finally have an what, aneurysm? Too soon? No, he, the, what I heard was he had a heart attack while driving, and yeah. then hit a tree. That's, it is sad. That's is his exactly wife okay? Uh, I guess she's okay. She was in serious condition, but uh, I guess she's going to be did fine. Did he marry Miss Elizabeth? Or, no, uh, they're, they're he did split. at one no. point, but she, he's moved on to... Catherine was her name? Yeah, she's been dead for a while. Honestly, I'm surprised he hadn't died before now. Elizabeth's been dead for a while. Because he, like, he always looks like he's straining and he's going to have a freaking aneurysm when, he's, when he speaks. Yeah. That's true. Oh, he yeah. always had the, those, those necks going. Snap it to a Slim Jim. <clears throat> Great Who thing about all those Slim Jims, I'm never going to rot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was his manager? He didn't have a manager. Jimmy the Mouth of the South. No, he didn't. Ma- maybe he managed him for a minute, but he didn't usually have a manager. Hey, man. Elizabeth was his manager. <laughs> I was like eight years old. I think you're right. It was all about some wrestling. Miss Elizabeth was his manager. Miss Elizabeth, take me to the ring. Oh, anyway, yeah. Sorry. Continue with the story. Superfly oh, that's all there is to the story. Yeah, story. yeah, all I have to add is that he was 58 years old when he died. That's sad. 58? Yeah. But he was like 100 and, you know what? 372 in, uh, in wrestling in years. years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh, I jumped up from that top rope and I brought down the flying elbow. Boom. Right in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Hulk <laughs> Hogan didn't stand the chance. From the Spider-Man fan over here, no bone yeah. saw references at all. Bone saw is ready. <laughs> <laughs> to <right>. die. <laughs> Res- researchers at the University of California were able to uncover the banking habits of spammers by doing what most of us would avoid, inviting and responding to as many spam emails as possible for three months. Wow. In the end, their research spanned billions of messages and 120 purchases. The fruits of their labor was the discovery that the banking and credit card processing service for spam transactions are a choke point and possible Achilles heels for the spammers. It turns out only three banks worldwide are processing 95% of all spam accounts. One in West Indian Island of Nevis. Surprise. Another one in Azerbaijan. Surprise. And a Dutch bank. What? Surprise. I'm shocked. With the identity of the uh, spam banks, spam banks, that's the, uh, <laughs> that's the official term, uh-huh. now known, the researchers hope the credit card companies will refuse to process internet transactions with these institutions, thus cutting off spammers from a quick and easy flow of cash. 
With such a block in place, it could dramatically raise the cost of spam operations, forcing them out of business. Spam is, after all, scattershot by nature. The same study that revealed the spammers' banks also determined it takes 12.5 million spam emails to sell just $100 worth of Viagra. Wow. If the cost of that single sale was raised, it could destroy spamming as a viable strategy. Oh, boy. Now, of course, now that the research is done, the difficulty will be acting on it. It will be up to law enforcement agencies and private companies like Visa, whose services are often used in spam transactions, to act on this. So it's not going to happen anytime soon as long as there's money to be made. Yep. Spam from the bank that you're with. Ham and uh, I was waiting for a Spam Banks porn actor reference. <laughs> spam Banks? Yeah. Oh, the porn star Spam Banks? Yeah. Oh, Lord. No, I don't think so. No? <laughs> just, just denied outright. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's like, I didn't come up with it, so no, I'm not going to roll it. I was going to say, no. Paul Paul won't touch it. That makes me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wouldn't be the first time. It's vestigial. <laughs> The very fact that print books is now a phrase that people understand is testament to the remarkable explosion of ebook sales over the past few years. Now, Amazon, which rolled out its first Kindle generate first generation Kindle in November 2007, less than 4 years ago, says that Kindle books are now consistently outselling hardcover hardcover and paperback books combined. Wait, the device itself? No, the books. Just e-books. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I uh, was looking at my new phone and it's got Kindle on it already. Does yeah. it? Or something. Already ingrained in there, huh? Yeah. Wow. It's like sitting there. Now I wonder if this That's takes into account their like yeah. third party sellers that sell through Amazon, sell think, used books. I think so, uh-huh. but it's but it's just Kindle, right? Yeah, just Kindle. <clears throat> just Kindle. So, you know, that's not taking into account all the ebook stuff that's out there like yeah, Barnes open, and Noble yeah, and open source stuff just Kindle is outselling yeah. now it's just on Amazon they're saying that's just saying. Amazon yeah. but that's still yeah. impressive but uh, they also four got years. Their, their micro sales like those little 99 cent books there's that yeah that's true there is that, that one person who made millions off of, their off of her 99 cent book yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, you've got the mm-hmm. Am- you've got the Kindle app on your phone too, Paul. Or yeah. I mean, it's available for the, for your phone. Yeah. No, I mean that that's the market for my. Uh, Paranormal romance series, uh, <laughs> dude. You know what? I, the scary thing is, is you oh, could probably you know, probably got I something there. I would, probably, my friend. <laughs> you need to write this out. We're gonna do this. Just uh, don't do it through that Dutch bank. <laughs> I hate the Dutch. I'll never like them. <laughs> <laughs> Dutch hater. One of the biggest complaints about the current 3D technology used in theaters intrinsically creates a darker, less colorful picture. And according to some investigative reporting. You may fake. be suffering through 3D's drawbacks with its not with none of its intended effects anyway. According to an investigative report from Boston Globe, it's a relatively common practice for theaters that use Sony's 4K digital digital projectors, which need an additional 3D lens in front of the regular lens when 3D movies are playing to allow for the polarization effect and makes the 3D image possible to simply leave the 3D lenses in place when playing 2D movies through the same projector. Yeah, I just read about this yesterday. The result, which the article says affects Regal, AMC, and National Amusement Theaters, a dramatically darker picture sapped of color. Huh. They say it's it's way too hard and labor intensive to remove those those 3D lenses out, so they just leave them in there, and then you get a dark 2D. Whatever the movie comes Crazy in next, that's 2D is dark. Wow, well, and, and, yeah. and Regal, yeah, what projection is? Most of those places now, they they yeah, got the fucking. I'll tell you what projection is. 
Oh, but, here we uh, go. And we got like, I work half there. of the valley is regal. Yeah. yeah. Well, fuck. Now, well, now, no, just don't go into it. If you want to see a movie, you don't want to see it in 3D, just go to the non-3D theater. And the, the Regal over at the no, Red Rock, no, like no, 3D theater, oh, the regular one. That's a nice OCD uh, little complex right there. I, I only want to see the movie in non-3D. The yeah. movie you had last, was that a 3D movie in that theater? Because yeah. I want to be I sure. I was checking the uh, Fandango and... Uh, <laughs> Well, they said there's an. Uh, I, I did read an article the, the exact about this exact same thing. It was on Engadget, though. They said that if you go to a movie theater and you are worried about not getting the true color and the and the brightness that you would need uh, on your 2D movies, they said just take a quick gander at the 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 glass that the projection is coming through onto the screen, and if you see two separate light sources there, they have the 3D lens on. And then just go request the the theater manager to have that switched. Whether it will or won't happen, they said yeah. is is up to that theater uh, manager. Well, they'd have to but stop the movie to switch it. Okay, they, and then yeah, you become that guy. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> excuse <laughs> me, sir. Exactly. <laughs> this lens is three. My only question: I request that you immediately change it so that I may enjoy my. <laughs> uh, the only thing I, I I find amusing about this, they said that the complexity of removing the lens and changing it out. I'm like, is it really that it's that complex, or is that they just don't have any faith in their employees? I think yeah. it's part of it because they said it was highly breakable, and when they yeah, tried oh, the and, they, and they're expensive lenses, yeah. they're well, super expensive. And, and last Joey time I was at the, an hour changing your lens. Well, that's like what I was going to just yeah, stick yeah, it yeah. in there. You can't just stick it in there. You got to adjust it and make sure it's fitting right. Are we still talking about lenses? No, I'm talking about my cock at this point. <laughs> I was wondering. Let's Sorry. face it. The uh, the last time <laughs> I was at the 3D. movie theater, the people there were not the Get brightest bulbs in the bag. Oh, they can't find their ass with both hands. You want them changing expensive shit? Doing. What else you got? Bleeding cool has been scouring the web for the most uh, desperate ploys to gain access to San Diego Comic Con. In addition to the usual scalping with tickets going for as much as three hundred dollars, some are offering up a different. Uh, possible corporeal ideas uh ladies and gentlemen this next one is how not to get tickets to the san diego comic-con this okay. is quoting an actual <laughs> offer quote i've been wanting to go to comic-con and i want to meet a cute geek boy how about a comic-con date also i hope you don't mind if you can be a chivalrous gentleman and get tickets i hope i can return the favor with some really awesome company I'm a college-educated Asian girl who is quite lazy, <laughs> sassy, and mischievous. I'm a big fan of Firefly, BSG, British TV shows, Sopranos, or anything crime-gang-related things. Prawn, hee-hee-hee. <laughs> also, I've been wanting to get into comics, but I don't know where to start. So far, this is a sell. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting to hear she's redheaded and a bisexual. You can send me your picture, or we can exchange Facebooks. Well, that's not that's kind of questionable, but it's in the explanation of the pics that she provides. Explanation of pics: one, I like raping others. Two, wait, 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 what? Say it again. Number one, <laughs> I like raping others. That's what I thought you said. Number two, I like others raping me. Three, I like food. And four, uh, uh, I love drugs. I hope you are the same or can relate to most. Unquote. Is that just a bad, bad <laughs> translation? I think it probably <laughs> or, is. Is that like someone's little brother getting on there and fucking over their ass? <laughs> <laughs> also, you're both I'm a right. giant wart. 
Wow. Uh, by now, you've probably heard about the additional scene that appears after the credits of Thor. Yeah. Well, we're, I'm not going to tell you what happens in that scene. I will yeah, divulge I one thing. Uh, the director of that scene was not Thor director Kenneth Branagh. It was Joss Whedon who is directing the Avengers. Ooh. So there. It's like a minute. <laughs> Shot, let's reenact it right here, Barry. Okay. No, okay. I haven't okay. seen who it yet. Be? I will be, uh, you know who. Who? All right, you'll be Nick Fury. I'm, I'm not I'll listening be, right now. Oh, come on! I'll it's be, a Marvel movie. You know Nick Fury. I'll no, be the scientist. Yeah, I know, but you're going to give something away. I'll be the scientist. Away. Okay, here, oh, we, okay. here okay. we go. Thank here you. Go. Now I know that Nick Fury and a scientist <laughs> are in it. Thanks, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, oh, oh scientist, motherfucker. Oh, wow. You are, must be Nick Fury of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Motherfucker, I am. Say, Nick Fury, do you like popping corn? Motherfucker, you know I like motherfucking popping corn, motherfucker. Guess what I have? Caramel popping corn. <laughs> what a fucking caramel popping corn. That's right. Have some. Nom, 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 nom. What do you think? It's motherfucking good caramel popping corn. Man, you sure are Nick Fury. Nom, nom, nom. Delicious. <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's the it. scene. Sorry. Spo- oh, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I can honestly say you guys are both retarded. <laughs> Vincenzo Natali, uh, uh, director of Splice and Cube. Vincenzo? Uh, that's what I said. Is set for the movie adaptation of William Gibson's Neuromancer. Uh, most recently, Seven Arts Pictures and GFM Films announced that the movie has secured distributors at this year's Cannes Film Festival, and pre-production has begun. Actual filming will start sometime next year in Canada, Istanbul, Tokyo, and London. Neuromancer is finally coming our way. Wow. Whether that's a good thing or not, we yeah, shall I know. see. Only about 30 years too late. Man. <laughs> uh, Hook and Ladder 8 is the iconic building Ghostbusters. That, that served as all the exterior shots of the headquarters of Ghostbusters. Yay. In each Ghostbusters movie, the Ghostbusters cartoons, Universal Studios Florida, and the Ghostbusters video game. It is somewhat understandably a favorite city landmark for Ghostbuster nerds who have. Uh, a lot to choose from, actually, between the steps of Columbia University's library, the exterior of New York Public Library, and 55 Central Park West, the uh, Gateway to Zool. And uh, although Hook and Ladder 8 is still a functioning fire station for the moment, the New York Daily News is reporting that it is included on a list of 20 New York City fire companies that will be closed due to a lack of fire department funds. Uh, the sources on the matter stress that the list is tentative and some of the companies could be saved if additional money is found. If the building ceases to be a firehouse, there are a lot of things that could happen to it. The city might keep the building and repurpose it towards something else, or it potentially could go up on the auction block for a private buyer. It's important to note that that building's interior was not used for uh, the Ghostbusters. Uh, no, it yeah. wasn't. So you, if you really wanted it to look like that, you'd have to gut it. Completely. Right. But I will say the firefighters in there take the uh, ghost bust as part of their symbol for the firehouse itself. See, that's cool. That is cool. They should totally make it a Ghostbuster building. Ghostbusters the experience? No, just... No, Paul, because those aren't real. What aren't real? Ghosts. Ghosts aren't real? Nope. Hold on a minute. Let's reenact the the scene at the end of the Let's reenact the scene at the end of Thor. Okay. Who are you going to be? I'll be Nick Fury again. Okay, I'll be a scientist. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Ready? And let's go. Motherfucker, right. I saw a ghost. Wait a minute. Nick Fury, you saw a ghost? I saw a motherfucking ghost. Slow down. I'm a scientist. Those aren't real. 
Bullshit, motherfucker. Goddamn, I saw a ghost. Okay, you've convinced me. But no, you haven't. You've got to show me. Look over there. Boom, motherfucker. It's a ghost. Wow, my heart is in my throat. And see. You forgot to say that. That's it. I have had it with these motherfucking ghosts in this motherfucking firehouse. No, oh, just ruin it, Jeff. Why not? <laughs> you? Spoiler alert. That's what I do. Please. I <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Just like Paul. Fans of Star Trek are finally going to get a theme park resort of their own. Uh, what? Wait, yeah. they already have Oh, my one. God. You haven't read this? Unfortunately, yeah. it's being built in Aquaba, Jordan. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, people used to whine, oh, I can't make a commute to Vegas. Good luck with that one. Yeah. yeah. The park has a price tag of $1 billion. Okay, this is not, it cannot be a Star Trek thing. <laughs> this will be a 184-acre Red Seed Astrarium. Fail. Uh, Paramount Recreation are working to uh, create Fail. a Star Trek attraction that will, quote, deliver a variety of multi-sensory 23rd century experiences, culminating with a state-of-the-art space flight adventure that takes real-time immersive entertainment experiences to bold new heights, unquote. It was inspired by the 2009 J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie. Yeah, and Duke Nukem Forever is coming out. You know how they're going to save money on this thing? Not do it. Everybody's going to just be dressed in red and blue burkas with com badges on them. <laughs> so you're not going to have to see anybody's face. But like, oh, yes, I am a Vulcan. Oh, Don't look at my face. Indian actors into Jordan. Don't look at my face. Allah will be upset. Brrr. The park never. won't be completed until the year 2014. Never going to happen. Oh, my God. Never going to get well, it. Never going to get it. The resort is going to happen, and whether the Star Trek portion of it will be finished or not, who knows. They might get, like, there. the Star Trek The World Tour thing there. It's going to be... That's about it. You're going to have... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Watch out, folks. Paul's cracking himself up. They're turning slowly. It's just going to be a bunch of hacks there. Doing their thing. It, 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 you mean I, like like here? I, I love <laughs> worse. I, I love Trek. Big phony and, Klingons. Uh, and we did some <laughs> we did some awesome stuff at the experience, but I think we also proved it cannot be its own standalone attraction. Nope. It has to be a part of something. Unless, and that's what this is. It's part of a, a bigger resort. No, but I mean, it's got to. It's um, we're talking like it has to be something like. A a ro- attraction in Disney, a attraction in a Universal yeah. Park, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I'm gonna make so, a prediction as, as, a, as the centerpiece of a resort. I think it's I'm safe gonna... to make the prediction that it's never gonna happen. It's vaporware, like that Moon Resort that never <laughs> happened. Uh, that Moon Resort is going to happen Bullshit. as soon as the romantically inclined Tiger Man <laughs> established the swamp on the Moon. Because the swamp is what brings. The wildlife. There's no air. Am I the oh, only the one moon. here in Dude, dude, swamp. it's a swamp. It'll produce exactly. the air. Exactly. How does Thank it get you, there? Thank you, Kirsten. I'm with there? you on How this, does it Paul? get there? Dude, you won me over with Lustful Tiger Man. And <laughs> Am the I the only one here in Steve Martin way awesome down upon the swamp in my title. head right now? <laughs> That's fucking what, a yeah. burrows <laughs> channeling. Let's write this together, Kirsten. Let's write this together. It'll be a fun project. The Lustful Tiger Man and the Moon Swamp. And And we'll get Andy to uh, to draw it. We'll get Andy to draw it. 99 cents. Oh, shit. We could do it. We could do do a a quick, pulpy comic. (laughs) The Lustful Tiger Man and the Moon Swamp. David Daigle, a spokesman for the Centers for Disease Control, a United States federal agency, has just released a zombie preparedness plan. (laughs) 
As soon as the word got out, the CDC servers were overwhelmed, so you might have to go read a cached, cached version of this if you want to go find it. This means that if a zombie outbreak happens, the U.S. government has a plan of action. Quote, If zombies did start roaming the streets, CDC would conduct an investigation much like any other disease outbreak. It's likely that an investigation of this scenario would seek to accomplish several goals. Determine the cause of the illness, the source of the infection slash virus slash toxin, learn how it is transmitted and how readily it is spread, how to break the cycle of transmission and thus prevent further cases, and how patients can best be treated. That's how they always do it. Not only uh, with Except in the case of AIDS. Not only would scientists be working to identify the cause and cure of the zombie outbreak, but CDC and other federal agencies would send medical teams and first responders to help those infected areas. Uh, for those who decide to stay and defend their homes, the CDC recommends keeping an emergency kit, which should include fresh water and first aid supplies. Daigle says this kit also comes in handy in case of hurricane or flood. In fact, the entire entry is just a decent way to promote what the CDC does during every communicable disease outbreak. Well, and let's cool. not forget the duct yeah. tape. See, I was expecting to hear, like, the Redeker plan from World War Z. You hear about these the horse herpes? Says, you know, keep islands of people alive so that they're, like, bait. Hold on a second. I heard horse herpes in you my right ear. You heard about this? <laughs> what? This really virulent strain of horse herpes? No. And I wish I was making this up. This is a very terribly virulent strain of horse herpes. There was a big horse competition. I can't remember where exactly. But some patient zero horse got the other horses herped out. And some of them, some of them go through it, get some antibodies, antibiotics, and they're okay. Some of them, it gets into their brain and spinal column and kills them. They have to be uh, euthanized. That's terrible. So now they're having to do all these special precautions as far as cleaning out horse stables especially. And and they're having to cancel a lot of big horse gatherings. Wow. Wow. Because the horse herpes are very, very uh, virulent and very, very uh, catchable. Maybe that's what got Mr. Hands in the long run. Jesus. And they got to get those big magnum condoms for the bestiality. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know how hard it is to keep a condom on a horse? Can you imagine some horse herpes on her face? Oh. Oh. Like taking up half her cheek. Bartender says, why the long horse herpes face? And she says, well, I was sucking a horse's dick <laughs> who clearly had horse herpes. Room <laughs> time. Well, let's just hope it can't cross species. Well, I think Kirsten's already proven that at least in joke form, it has. <laughs> I'm glad you added the joke form. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me too. Can you imagine having horse herpes? Oh. Boy, that's it. That's the end of it. Yeah, Equine just kind of lock yourself in. Because that's every first day. <laughs> How do you explain that? Every first day. Wearing it's like, oven mittens on um, your hands, sitting in front of the internet. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I, I'd love for us to continue on this date. And I'd love to take a bite, a playful bite of the pizza you're offering me. But you might take a bite afterwards, and I have to tell you, I have the horse herpes. That will end any uh, <laughs> any quick date thing that's you're right. going on. Yeah, really. That's right. They don't even be polite. They just throw money at you and run or, away. Or, <laughs> maybe she, kick you. or she gives a wink and pulls out a saddle from her Say, bag and goes, Me too. Me too. <laughs> I've already got it too. <laughs> they, they, yeah. got those, <laughs> they got those herpes sex networks. Now I've got the crying game yeah. stuck in my head the, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's herpes sex Blistered Sister, that's one of them. Blistered Sister and Blistered Mister are the are the, the, the two God. dating sites for the herpetically inclined. I think I'm done with this. 
line of conversation. Blistered wow. sister and blistered mister. Jeez, you all right, Mike? You look a little, uh, uh, no, a little no, faint no. there. Yeah, Drippy date? Drippy pale. date? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Drippy date? It's hiding my horse. Can I touch it? Can I touch it? You'll get the double H. You'll get the double H. For a change, Paul is actually relating the truth here. And there's a... OCD Jeff strikes again. What do you think I was lying about? Horse herpes? That is not funny. That would be a totally tasteless joke. You realize someone's going to pick up your phone one day and look the things you've looked at on the internet. Horse herpes. Horse herpes. He looked this up every day for 14 years. Three geeks at the NSA are somewhere in a dark room laughing. Like, <laughs> Cole just looked up horse herpes. For the, for the thousandth time, he does it every day for 14 years to look at this one picture of this herpetic horse. What does he do with that picture? Sounds now, agent. This is the time someone needs to get a hold of Bobcat Goldthwait oh, and the ghost of John Candy because it is time for Hot to Trot <laughs> Dude. <No. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to go to the races? I know we can go to the races. You can win some money. I don't want to get herpes. All the horses have herpes now. Let's just don't kiss them. We don't have to kiss them. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a slut horse. <laughs> Contain yourself. Control yourself. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Please. Well, you know, also gonorrhea.jp. That's the that's the big uh, Japanese uh, dating site. Oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have gonorrhea.jp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, we can tell we're getting close to E3 because now the video game uh, releases are starting to come out as far as news. Uh, according to a report from Eurogamer and its uh, Czech affiliate, CD Projekt Red has sent out invitations for an event to be held at E3 that will show a new title by the developer that recent, recently released The Witcher 2, Assassins of Kings. Although no official statement has been made, a senior producer Tomas Gop stated that he obviously can't say anything for gazillions of reasons, but it is a Witcher game, and I can say that console gamers might be interested in it. I'm not going to lie to you. We haven't started work on Witcher 3, but it's possible we might do it in the future. Yeah, they didn't start work on Witcher 3 because it's going to be called Witcherer. Gearbox Software <laughs> has confirmed, after a grand total of 14 years of development time, Duke Nukem Forever has finally gone gold. Although the game having been delayed numerous times since it missed the original release window in 98, uh, the Duke will finally hit shelves on North America June 14th. Hail to the For King. those in our audience that don't know, a, a title quote-unquote going gold means that physical copies have been printed. Oh, it means that no. It means that the final uh, code has been locked down. But that, no. that also means that physical copies have been printed. Oh, okay. Going what is gold, doesn't that mean... They pre-sold a number of copies. No, no that's, right. you're thinking like albums. They've sold a certain number of. No, in the video game biz, when it, when a title goes gold, that means that there have been copies that the final code has been set, as Paul said, but physical copies have actually been printed. I'm buried. <laughs> Three geeks, five answers. Yes, <laughs> it's never going to come out vaporware. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hit June fourteenth. I'm gonna have the the freaking disc here. In Doesn't the end, exist. And Barry's gonna like. I don't believe it. It's I, vaporware. I you printed that on your, your you printed that on your inkjet printer. Yeah. Like also a tax clerk. 
As the hours tick off before the return of the PlayStation Store, the full fiscal ramifications for the breach that took the offline are finally becoming known. As part of a revision to their outlook for the 2011 fiscal year, Sony has laid out its predicted bottom line in light of both the PSN hack and the Japanese earthquake. The estimated costs of the former will be about 14 billion yen, about $171 million, between the Welcome Back program and the future security uh, protection costs. While the while the latter cuts a much deeper wound of 150 billion yen or 1.8 billion dollars, not including the losses from last fiscal year, estimated at a combined 475 million in operating costs and lost sales. Up your nose with a rubber hose, anonymous. And insert welcome back, Cotter music here. PlayStation yet? (laughs) No, Arnold, it's a piece of shit. To quote Sony, so far we have not received any confirmed reports of customer identity theft issues, nor confirmed any misuse of credit cards from the cyber attack. Those are key variables, and if that changes, the costs could change, read a portion of Sony's official statement. In addition, in connection with the data breach, class action lawsuits have been filed against Sony. There it is. And certain of its subsidiaries and regular, uh, regulatory inquiries have begun. However, those are all at preliminary stages, so we are not able to include that possible outcome of any of those in our reser- results forecast for the fiscal year ending March 2012 at A this moment. A lot of lawsuits are going to start, and then PlayStation's going to turn to shit. It's good they spend their money on lawyers. Yeah, it's... Uh tragic yeah it is and it's and it's sad because it's going to cut out competition yeah but america gonna have best console america, <laughs> america. <laughs> best america. console in america made in japan uh referencing what i talked about earlier originally believed to be the cause of ps3's recent 3.61 firmware update released to beef up security Copies of Rockstar's interactive detective drama, L.A. Noir now appear to be the true culprit of many consoles overheating. The developer has recently updated its support page to reflect the change of reasoning after it was discovered that similar problems were being reported on the Xbox 360 as well. Quote, Rockstar have now updated their fact in a matter have admitted that it is a fault with their latest title, L.A. Noir, and have offered a workaround, read a statement from Sony. It should also be noted that the issue with this title is not PS3 specific and is also affecting other consoles. By other consoles, that could only mean Xbox. Oh man, I could never play that on my Xbox. No. That's Xbox, and that thing's seen its better days. <laughs> it's about ready to. It's has begging it, to be taken out back behind the woodshed. Has it been shot. glitching? Give it yeah. one glory game. <clears throat> Just buy the one last Let it go out on fire. <laughs> Put it over the cliff with LA Noir. Right. While made in Japan and reviving the console industry in the States, where the Nintendo Entertainment System's original claims, the legendary console lives on in the work of TU Delft students. The Dutch University was the site of manufacturing the world's largest NES controller, 12 feet by 5 feet, or approximately 30 times its actual size. Just as uncomfortable as the original one. Not just (laughs) a prop, this controller actually works. Uh, the term world's largest is not official, as no representatives from Guinness Book were present. Yeah, didn't they do I had that same problem that, yeah, I, I took my pants it. off. No, no officials for the wor- were there. For the world's smallest? World's smallest. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Most vestigial. <laughs> Most vestigial. <laughs> According to a report by MCV, IGN will be announcing the oh, sale. Oh, dope. 
Yeah, you know it. IGN will be announcing the sale of digital distribution platform. He eats rats and has a lizard face. Direct to Drive will be sold to Gamefly within next week. Though IGN is not committed on the matter, MCV. Yeah, what's up? I eat rats. I got a lizard face. I live in a spaceship. Indicates the information was provided by trusted sources. Gamefly is a company specialized in offering game rentals by mail. Director Drive was launched in 2004 and is commonly regarded as one of the most important competitors to Valve's Steam. Yeah, what's going on? One day I'll play Freddy Krueger. Whether Gamefly will continue to operate the service in its current form or it will transform the system to match the company's mail-based game rental program is unclear at this time. Oh, fuck the Beastmaster. What? MCV in the house. <laughs> Eat a lizard rat. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to, and I assume somewhere oh. you're funny, but not here. That is great. It was, it was fun watching Torgo push through that, like, I gotta finish this fucker. I have got to finish this fucker. No periods. There are no periods. MCV, everybody. MCV. He's a rapper from V. Your favorite dumb show? Oh, wow. You, now you get it? You went a That's, mile oh, for man. That. That's really retarded. <laughs> That's like licking no, the no, no. windows, drooling your son yourself. We're <laughs> hockey equipment retarded. Well, he said it was from V. He literally <laughs> ran a mile to get that one. Yeah. And and we all know what that would look like if Paul ran oh, a mile. He, I've oh. run miles before. He just sweats pudding. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a couple months. It's a ass around the block. Oh, There's a pizza at the end of it. There's nothing like that sweet pudding sweat. <laughs> like tapioca. Nectar of the gods. Oh. Yeah. So what happens now with, with uh, Netflix? Uh, not Netflix. Uh, Gamefly. Gamefly? How are uh, they going to use that? As I said in the last sentence, which you could have missed in all that. <laughs> I kind of did. I was trying to figure out what the fuck was saying. It's unknown how it's going to change either their way they direct drive works or how Gamefly I don't see how it could. Well, oh, uh... Does Gamefly offer digital? Not yet. Well, because, you know, Netflix offers digital. Maybe they offer It's digital possible. That Maybe that's why. Then that's going to be like the old Sega channel. The who? Sega channel. Don't know that one. You could get it through your cable TV. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember that. That didn't last very long, did it? No, it did, actually. <laughs> really? I think some hotels yeah. still have it. It yeah. lasted for like 10, 15 years or something like that. It was a long time. It Do you wasn't... remember talk of a, of a console called Phantom? Yep. Yeah, and that's yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah, vaporware. But, but it was supposed to be that kind of thing. Yeah. Actually, yeah. OnLive is out there, and that's what that is. But you know why those things get killed? It's because they're not the pipes. The people who own the pipes are the ones who are eventually going to have this stuff. Although Netflix has found a way around it, and Gamefly might eventually now, too. Yeah, but with a game, you need you, you need computing power. And you yeah. need it right there. So you need to download the entire thing. You can't yeah. just stream, stream it. it. Yeah. You know? Stream a game. Can you imagine trying to stream a game? It's a bitch to stream a half hour episode of Charles in Charge on Netflix. <laughs> Charles in Charge. Yeah. You watch that? It takes all day. I like the Ray Charles in Charge. Ray spoof. Charles in Charge. <laughs> you kids all right? I'm crazy. Going around here. We're fine. Alistair <laughs> McNally, creative lead artist at Bioware Edmonton, revealed the existence of Dragon Age 3 in a Twitter message calling for environmental artists. The message which reads, I'm looking for exceptional environmental artists to join me at Bioware Edmonton, Canada to work on Dragon Age 3. It reveals a little beyond the uh, attached uh, hashtags, but uh, hashtags, but uh, expect more from EA and Bioware at E3. I knew a hashtag. Did you? Yeah. I think we all know a few of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that bitch was a slave to the griddle. <laughs> <laughs> Going back for a, a few more quick hits of news. 
Okay. It took you in a direction you weren't expected, didn't it? They did. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> Yeah, I, I was not expecting him to go that I thought you were going to talk about like the, that skank girlfriend of the guy who sells you weed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, she's a hashtag too, but I like the bitch who's a slave to the griddle. <laughs> <laughs> Battlestar Galactica star James Edward Olmos has been added to the cast of Dexter. Has you he been added or is he, or is he almost added? <laughs> oh, God. It's revealed... Edward James. That Edward James almost has been added to the cast of Dexter. Joke explained to you by 80s Jeff. <laughs> See what Paul Bagley's trying to say. <laughs> Edward James almost will be a new character starting next season. <laughs> Edward James almost is going to be a breakout role. You're almost funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He will play a brilliant, charismatic professor of religious studies. Almost <laughs> joins Colin Hanks. <laughs> Is he going to join Colin Hanks? Is he? And most deaf. Is it for sure? Is it really most deaf? Or is it almost? It writes itself. It writes itself. Like this ship. Edward James almost. He's almost, almost deaf. He's most deaf. Going to join Colin Hanks. Production begins May 25th. I like it. Can't wait. Can't wait. That's pretty great. You got a show with a guy named Almost and Most Deaf. Well, almost. Most deaf. Oh, really? Almost. Well, he's almost deaf. Almost, almost deaf. Almost deaf. Oh, shit. Pirates, that's a Pirates with a Y, is a TV show set in the 17th century and was created by uh, Barry Shindell of Law & Order and Numbers fame. Uh, Stephen Hopkins is attached to direct the first episode of the series. Ensemble Entertainment is producing in association with Ridley and Tony Scott's Scott Free Productions. According to Deadline, the show is based on historical events. Pirates is described as a gritty portrayal of men and women who pulled off the largest heist in pirate history. The capture of the Spanish Silver Fleet in 1628, sparking the golden age of piracy, a time when there was greater honor among thieves than those who hunted them. The series will be a 10 to 13 episode event type limited series and will air in the summer of 2012. No uh, word as to which channel. Cool. Pirates. And Warner Brothers has announced they'll be releasing an extended R-rated director's cut of Sucker Punch on Blu-ray. It will feature 18 extra minutes. The Blu-ray will also include animated shorts, Sucker Punch prequel stories, a maximum movie mode hosted by director Zack Snyder, and a always-a-present digital copy of the film. How do you really feel there, Paul? I mean, I like it's like Zack talking Snyder. to Peter Griffin. <laughs> I like Zack Snyder a lot. I like Zack Snyder a lot, but... I heard Sucker Punch was pretty abysmal. Reviews I read, I'm just like, oi. I, I was underwhelmed, but I didn't dislike it. Well, there you go. I'll have to give it its day in court, I guess. Yeah. I almost watched it. Most definitely watched it. <laughs> did you? You most definitely almost. You most definitely watched most it. Definitely almost, almost, almost did. It's <laughs> oh, most definitely going to suck. <laughs> 
moving on. No, that's all I got. Uh, but you got something out there? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. Watch The Ugly Couch Show itself. We tell you what to watch, what to read, what to play. And uh, you might get a, a sample chapter of Paul's new novel. You know what? We're going to make that shit happen. I swear to God, we're going to do some kind of short vignette or something. What's it called again? The Lustful Tiger Lustful. Men. Lustful of Tiger Men of the Moon, moon Swamp. swamp. Coming soon to Amazon's Kindle eBooks. That's right. For 25 cents. Can't be in Amazon. It's got to be in Swamp. You are retarded. I don't have enough cricket sound effect to even (laughs) make it through the show. I have some. I actually have some right (laughs) on my phone. How would that even go? Oh, here. Let's act out the first first part of that. Okay, who are you going to be? Do humans realize that there are lustful tiger men in the the Moon Swamp? Yeah. Who are you going to be? I think I'll be... Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. And I'll be a scientist. Okay, okay. here we go. All right, okay. <laughs> Motherfucker, this is Tiger Man in a moon swamp. Whoa, slow down, Nick Fury of the Shield. How can there possibly be Tiger Men on this moon swamp? I'm telling you, there is motherfucking Tiger Man on that motherfucking moon swamp. Oh, look out of the corner of my eye. I can totally see stripes in the shape of a person. Motherfucker, you gotta get up there and save the earth. I, I wish I had a pontoon. Pansy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, yeah. Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all we get. But right. itself. But we'll be back next week. Until then, I am Master Torgo. I am Doctor Vlark. The famous Paul. Eighties Jeff. Commander K. And just Michael. And bless you. Have a great geeky week. Uh, bless us all. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. Oh. You didn't drink your wine. I've been I've been sipping at it. I still got it. You gotta drink. It's hey, almost yeah, gone. It's a, it's a oh, sipping it's wine. It's, it's almost it. finished. It's oh, almost definitely finished. finished. Trust me, when this microphone goes off, I am hitting it all. Oh, <laughs> most deaf. I'm talking the bottle. <laughs> you in a drunk cast? There's plenty of those out there. Drunk we don't need any more of those. That's true. No, that's that's uh, that other show. <laughs> that Drunk other cast. show. How Drunk does a cast. swamp survive on the moon? Man, you keep asking questions like that, you're gonna find an answer that you don't like. I'm I'd be happy with any answer at this point. <laughs> okay, so it's like Kirsten said, a swamp is a very oxygen-rich environment. There you yes. go. It creates its own atmosphere as uh, things go on. Also, how does it get there in the first place? Well, what else lives in the swamp? Uh, frogs. Okay, we're on the right track. Bigger. Um, alligator? Great, there you go. And what do alligators feed upon usually? Flesh. Anything. Anything, pretty anything. much anything. When they get big enough, what do people make them into? Uh, luggage. Shoes. Luggage. Kirsten had it right. Shoes is close. Luggage is it. Yeah. Guess what? What? They bring tons of alligator luggage full of oxygen to the moon. All you gotta do is open up another suitcase full of air whenever it runs a little low. There it's it like is. Freaking space balls, canned air, freaking luggage. What? It's not like space swamp. balls at all. It no, has no, nothing to serious, do. This Jeff. is completely original. Very this is completely movie. original right. and serious. God, I'm done with this. No CG either, like a real art film. Oh, Lustful yeah. Tiger Men. Yeah, well, of hey, the you, you saw the Tiger Man at uh, the Ren Fair. It can be done with that. Was there a Tiger Man at the Ren Fair? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>